Welcome back to Happily Babbling Ever After. Many countries are celebrating Day of the Dead this time of the year, so I thought, how about I'm entertaining you today with some tale about the dead? Ooh, scary. So while American cultures is big on the individuals, you can go anywhere, be anything, do any stuff. In that context, American cultures view a person is a single living unit, independent of their ancestor or immediate family even. You can become anything, no matter who you are, where you come from. That is not the case for many other cultures who see the livings as part of a big, long, extended family, dead and living included. It is an ongoing process. You are defined not only by your achievement, but the ancestor that came before you and the descendant that will live long after you are gone. It's a long process. You can not escape being part of your family, dead and living included, no matter how far you moved away. Hence, for many cultures, the deceased play a vital role in the lives of their descendants. And so to this day, many countries continue to honor the dead. And while the celebration may vary from country to country, as you are going to see in a bit, the concept is pretty consistent. People believe that during certain period of time of the years when the passage between our world and the spirit world is open that allow the dead to come back and visit us. And so what do you do when your great-great-great-grandpa come for a visit from the land of the dead? Well, you clean his house, you make his favorite meal, you offer him his favorite drink, you crack some jokes so he can appreciate your sense of humor, buy him an iPad so he can keep in touch with you, give him some cash so he can buy something nice. I mean, get him that Tesla while he here so he can drive in style and be eco-friendly among his ghost friends. Also, you may decide to sing and dance and celebrate before he leave. You may as well. And as he depart, you kindly remind him to watch out for you. Bless you. I mean, you did give him a lot of goodies the very least thing he could do is watch out for you. Also, please come back next year, great-great-great-grandpa. We will add the karaoke activity and anything else that you like to the mix. Please come back. So, let's go through a round-the-world day of the dead celebrations. In Mexico... The dead is honored on November 2nd. This is a time when people prepare bread of the dead. They decorate the altar with colorful decoration. They bring out photos of their lost loved one and different kind of offerings. The family would gather during the night at the cemeteries 
They'll light candle, place flowers on the grave. It is time for people to reflect and get together. No crying. It's a dancing and singing time. It's a time to celebrate life. South fun. In Guatemala, Days of the Dead, or I call it Kai Days, happen on the first two days of November. People throw kites into the air on hills nearby the cemetery as a way to honor the dead. And not just ordinary kites, you guys. These are beautiful, giant, amazing-looking kites that groups of people work on it for several weeks, probably months before the festival. Um, Google it. You'll see these kites just amazing. And this kind symbolizes the feelings of peace and companionship for the living. In Brazil, Day of the Dead or Day of the Finish, as Brazilians called it, also happened on November 2nd. On this day, the living will bring flowers and candles to the grave of their loved ones. It is a day for recollections and family would use this time to spend together and remember those who are no longer here with them. Sailing across the ocean in India, honoring the dead take place during September New Moon. The ceremony are held to evoke the spirit and people pray to their goddess as a way to honor the dead and chase away any bad demons. In Japan, Day of the Dead or Lantern Day, as I called it, is celebrated in August. As the name Lantern Day suggests, Japanese make offering in the form of lambs, which they let floating in the river. And that symbolizes a way to guide the spirit with the light from the lantern. In Thailand, people honor the dead from May to July. It looked real fun. Google it is a parade with music. People play jokes. Anytime when people do jokes, that's fun. In Cambodia, honoring the dead takes place over 15 days in September and October. It's a time for Cambodians to commemorate the openings of the gates of hell so the soul could return to roaming the living. Now, Back from hell, so Cambodian leaving out food to calm the spirit. I think that's wise. In Vietnam, where I came from, Day of the Dead, or Tomb Sweeping Day, as we called it, is fall on the third day of March, according to the lunar calendar. As Tomb Sweeping Day suggests, we sweep the tomb clean the grass, and eat yummy cold treat. It's a time of lie and rebirth and welcoming the spring. For the kid, it is great because we get to eat yummy treat. For the adult, it probably feels like just another clean day. I remember we would go every year as a family on a bus to the graveyard at the cemetery. Yeah, imagine a big family reunion at the graveyard. The tomb are whitewashed. The weed are pulled, flowers are replaced, the trash is taken away. 
The adult would spend hours and hours to clean and tidy the grave. They would burn incense, offering goodies and flowers, cars and phone, monies and motorbike, you name it. And while we, the kid, were told to stay away from things and do not touch anything. Don't touch anything is my memory, my sweet memory of Day of the Dead. The good thing about the dead is that they didn't eat any of the yummy treat that we offer them. I guess though was not gluten-free to their standard. So we get to eat all of those goodies. My mom said that they only happy to see that we're offering to them. It's the thought that can kind of deal and not the actual consumptions. So we get to eat bang choy, which is the circle sphere looking made of rice flour dough. And it had a piece of red sugars inside. It is delish, you guys. And bang chai, which is also another sphere that is bigger, flatter than the bang choy. But it has sweet green bean paste inside instead of the red sugar pieces. They was delish. I remember whenever we leave the cemetery, I'll think to myself, I wish they let us eat these things all year round. Can every day be the celebrations of the dead? I mean, I don't think the adult would like that, but for us, it was great. Talking about the dead, one cannot forget the tales of New Orleans, the city of dead. So here's a snippet. The tale of New Orleans, the city of the dead. For those of you who don't know, here's some little background. Most of New Orleans is below sea level. The water table is very high. A grave digger who tried to dig, say, the classic six-foot deep grave will soon face with a floating coffin. When it's rain, and it rains all the time, the table raises even higher, and so do the deceased. A good stone would just pop that casket right off the ground and send them floating into the churchyard. So early settlers tried to avoid these premature resurrections by weighting down the coffin, playing stone on top of it, and all different kind of tricks. But nothing worked. So in 1789, a war vault system was placed in the new San Luis Cemetery number one. Why number one? I don't know. I guess they didn't try number two and number three. So this vault was frequently used during the same time period in Spain and was proven to work better than the six foot deep system meaning they was not going to give up the content during the rainy season because nobody want to see the content. In 1830-ish, 
New Orleans City Council passed out an ordinance requiring all further burials at existing cemeteries to take place in above-ground structures. Now, if you must know, above-ground structures is expensive, so it's only for those who are wealthy enough to afford it. So the cemeteries of New Orleans are viewed as two cities of the dead because it's housed the poor and the rich. Now, like most tales, the rich dead are going to have more luxurious surrounding and the poor are not going to have none of those. You talking about barrel vaulted tomb with beautiful decoration for the wealthy dead. And then you have multi-layer societal tomb, as they called it. Household who shared the same common interest in life. And you thought common interest is like, here's a block of women who like to knit. Here's a block of people who like gossiping, that kind of interest. But no, those were firefighter block, veteran block, immigrant block police officer block, working class block, those who basically cannot afford the mortgage for a single tomb of their own get to live in society tomb. Also, the decoration on the tomb reflect the interest of the dead while they were still alive. Like the grave of a deceased child is decorated with toys Bottle of beer would be left on the grave of an alcoholic. I guess the 12-step program goes out of window once someone is dead. Now, it's time to drink up. And then there's some string item that I don't get the meaning. Like, they would leave clock on the grave. I guess so the spirit know when it's time to haunt and when it is not time to haunt the living. You see, cemetery plots are expensive. Lavish tombs are expensive. So when you put two and two together, you got one expensive bill. So here's the kicker. These resting place shores are grand, but there was not necessarily final. Say what? Yes. What if I tell you that Many of these vault are leased rather than purchased. So if you don't pay your rent, you and your belongings will be removed. The old casket is burned and the bone deposited in a communal depository at the bottom of the structures to make way for the latest tenant who has the cash. So what if you want to have a lavish vault, but you can't afford it? Enter the three-day burial service. This is vain, and it is vain. But it is for the impoverished dead. And it was offered by one of New Orleans cemeteries. So the deceased could be entered in a fancy vault to impress his grieving family and friends, and three days later, the remain could be cremated or deposed in some other less expensive manner. Problem solved. 
talking about the ultimate bait and switch, this is it. This is like a true show and tell. And it's just like blow my mind. You know what they say? May you rest in peace if you can afford to do so. So come the time when the living gather in the local cemetery for a picnic and clean up, you know, after they wash the tomb, pull the weed, plant the flowers, remove the trash, they sit down, they eat, they have a conversation, they share the memory of the dead. What did your dad do? Well, he was up to no good. His lease is up and we are not going to renew it. It's payback time. And until next week, happily babbling ever raptor.